Welcome to Simply Us. Hi, I'm Erin. And I'm Sue. And we want to welcome you back to the Simply Us podcast. We are so excited to have you join us. And we wanted to say welcome to our fifth episode. This episode is so special because we are welcoming our first ever guest. So say a quick hello to my sisters and Sue's daughters, Alyssa and Autumn. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Awesome. We are so excited to have you guys here on the podcast because honestly, my mom and I referred to them a lot in our previous episodes. And so we're so excited that you all get a chance to meet them. And we're so excited to have you hear from them. Each sister has such a unique and amazing perspective on today's topic. So I want to start, because it's December and the holidays, I want to start uh, this episode with you guys, my sisters, answering a few questions so our audience, our listeners can get to know you. So I'm going to ask you guys a few questions. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. (laughs) These first few are rapid response, so you just tell me, tell me. Who's going first, Alyssa? I'll sure, rapid Alyssa, fire. Alyssa first rapid fire, then Autumn. So, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Day. Day. Mm. <laughs> okay, on Christmas, snow or no snow? Snow. Snow. No, the same. <laughs> okay, on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, Christmas pajamas or holiday best? Mm, start with the pajamas and then do best (laughs) pajamas auto pajamas okay um all right gift giving or gift receiving this is like a trick question because i'm supposed to say receiving or no giving (laughs) but y'all know i love to receive i think that's your love language (laughs) (laughs) okay autumn what about you definitely receiving yeah (laughs) like a good gift guys we all love a good gift okay so on christmas day is a great time for food would you rather eat mashed potatoes or a christmas cookie a cookie cookie. (laughs) yeah what is the why would you pick mashed potatoes no judgment if that's you (laughs) i was trying to do sweet and savory okay like i could give up the sweets but i should have known you guys Okay, and then this last one is more of tell us about you. What is your favorite childhood holiday memory? Um, we always made Christmas cookies. So I think growing up just doing that and then now getting to do it with our kids is my favorite memory. It's a good one. Yeah. Autumn, think, what about you? Uh, my favorite memory is, so being the youngest, I always had to go to bed earliest. Um, and Aaron always made sure I did. I was a little bit past my bedtime. Um, but I remember being asleep and I just like have this memory of uh, our dad coming in to my room and being like, wake up, wake up. Rudolph is on. And so I got to like come downstairs and watch the old, like, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Aww. Like what? I don't remember this. I don't either. What a well, good dad. I think you guys were all still up. It was just like a normal evening for you. But for me, it was like, I got to <laughs> That's sweet. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing those little things with us. Um, and 
this is a really special episode because we have our first guest who we obviously love so much. But at the end of the episode, we have a very special announcement and a giveaway. So please stay tuned until the end because we want you guys to hear our special announcement and we want you all to be able to participate in the giveaway. So on with the episode, today we will be getting into the meat of uh, the practicalities we talked about in our previous episode. We have covered two verses in Habakkuk that taught us how to put ourselves in the posture of listening. So if you haven't heard it, we encourage you to go back uh, and listen to those episodes. We talked about how to be still and how to be looking for God. And we talked about holy imagination and how we can use our imagination for good to see how he sees. So today we are going to share our ideas on how to become more confident in our listening. We're still going to be in Habakkuk 2, and we're going to be covering key number three and four to hearing God's voice. And we're going to be getting into some real practical things, and we're going to be having Autumn and Alyssa share a little bit about they have become more confident listeners and how they hear God's voice. So my mom is going to start us off. Yep, here I go. Reading Habakkuk 2 and the third key. The third key is found, like we said, in Habakkuk 2.1. Habakkuk says this, I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give. The third key is to be listening. I love it because Habakkuk is saying, I'll look to see what I will say and what answer I am to give. He is expecting an answer. We need to listen for the answer, but not just with our ears. We listen for the thoughts that come to our mind when we're fixed on Jesus. And let me explain that a little bit. Habakkuk was, at, was expecting that answer. And like us, Habakkuk had the gift of the Holy Spirit in him, and he was ready for God to communicate. He had faith to believe it would happen. He was ready for the answer. And that's what I want for all of us. I want all of us to be ready as well. So how in the world do we do this? How do we listen? Well, 1 Corinthians 2, 11 and 12 gives us a clue. This is Paul talking, and he basically is giving us the how-to of listening. This is what it says. No one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. Okay, I get that. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And I understand that too. And we have received God's spirit. Us who follow Jesus, we've received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us. We can know them, you guys. We can hear an answer. We can listen. We can receive. Well, how do we do that? Let's go down to verse 16. It says this, for we can know the Lord's thoughts, or for who can know the Lord's thoughts? We can, because we have the mind of Christ. Oh my goodness, you guys, this just blows me away to think that for me, for 40 years as a follower of Jesus, I never even realized this verse was in here and is blowing me away right now because it's telling me that we have the mind of Christ, that we can know his thoughts, that he can actually speak to us and we can listen to him in our minds. In my search to hear God's voice, I was wanting and hoping he would speak to me, but I was thinking it was going to be audibly. I didn't realize that he has always been speaking to me in my thoughts, and I just didn't know how to listen. Erin, I think you were the first one to tell me this truth, and man, it was so profound to me. 
God's voice is so familiar to you, you probably thought it was your own. And that kind of just crushed me, you know, because it was like, oh, I get it. Um, All those thoughts I had to be kind and good, you know, I really took the credit for myself, not realizing that the Holy Spirit, that he was giving me those ideas and those actions, those things to do, uh, what to say. He had put them in my mind and he was asking me to do them for him. And I was, sometimes I was, but I always just thought, wow, aren't I great? You know, look (laughs) at what I did for that person. So anyways, that was just so cool for you to tell me, uh, to tell me that. So hearing God's voice, you guys, it isn't hard. The enemy wants us to think it's so hard. And all you have to do is just ask him a question and then pause and see what wells up in your mind and in your heart in that next minute or two. And then, of course, we always double check to make sure what you hear or what we heard or what we're thinking is consistent with the character of Jesus in scripture. So whatever your thoughts are, you guys, you just trust it as him. Aaron, why don't you jump in here and tell them what we should be listening for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we found and what we found when we talked to others about this is God will always speak to you in your own love language, uh, in your own style of speech, something that's really familiar. It just it makes so much sense. Why wouldn't the creator of your very soul person being not talk to you this way? The words he speaks to you will always encourage and build you up. You guys, even when he convicts me, which is often, it's always done in such love. Um, I can even think of a prayer when he was convicting me that I had. He was showing me I was walking with him and we had this destination and it was really hard to walk. And I don't even remember the situation or the scenario, but I still remember this picture. He, I, it was so painful on our walk. And I took, he looked at me and said, take off your shoes. And I looked down and I was wearing these like little girl, Mary Jane shoes that were way too small for my feet. And he said, take off your shoes. And my feet were all bloodied and blistered. And he said, these are too small for you. It's time for a new pair. And that was him convicting me and and telling me like, hey, what? I can't remember the situation, but take off your shoes. That was the gentle conviction. And so his conviction is always done out of love and kindness and betterment for you. And the enemy is the total opposite of that. His voices sound like accusation, condemnation. They're often accompanied by the feelings of guilt, shame, or fear. If you've been having these accusing or condemning thoughts in your mind, I I implore you, reject them in Jesus' names because those are not, that is not the word of the Father. Um, Even last night, I was getting ready to go to sleep and he brought to my mind was memories of these old wounds of times I had been really hurt. Instead of taking the Jesus, what I started to do is replaying these times in my mind when I had felt rejected or hurt. And I started going down, well, you know, I wish I would have said this. And I wish I would have done this. Yeah, that's the what ifs and should (laughs) ifs. You didn't go there. That's a scheme against us. Yes. And so I thought, I reject that. And I started to say, God, I I release that in your name. I've already forgiven these people for hurting me. So I forgive them again and I release it in your name because I have learned that the enemy comes in to just kill and destroy me in those quiet moments in the night and shutting it down um, and giving it to God is like the only thing I can do to escape from it. So 
even in that, those past memories, what I've come to understand is that God will use even things from our past to speak to our present. And I've learned to pay attention to what is happening in my mind. Um, even, it's so funny, this morning, I was feeding the baby in the quiet room and the song, I was thinking obviously about recording this podcast and praying about it. And if you are a mother of a toddler, you have probably heard the song that has popped into my head, the theme song to the Paw Patrol. I know Alyssa knows it, (laughs) but there's a line, (laughs) there's a line in that it says, you know, Paw Patrol, it's a cartoon for kids. And there's a line in it that says, no job too big, no job too small. And I was thinking about this episode and started paying attention. What do you want to say about, what do you want me to know about that song or that lyric, God? And I I really wanted to affirm even what we're going to talk about, Alyssa's going to talk about later in the episode, that there is no job too big and no job too small in the kingdom of God. And um, how he's wired. Amen. <laughs> and so he'll use even silly children's theme songs to speak to us. And, and it's, it's beautiful. I love that he's using things of young children to speak to me. He also can use our five senses. So you may ask him something and, and ask a question, God, what do you want me to know? What do you want to know? What should I do about this? And no answer may come to your mind, but you may have this sense of peace or even a familiar smell or something that makes you feel at home or at rest. And you guys, that's God. That is the answer he's giving you. He's there and he's blessing you with his perfect peace. And and lastly, one of the ways God speaks to us is the written word, the Bible. Um, Sometimes when we're asking him a question or or in a difficult situation, I might get a Bible verse that I probably memorized in Awana or in college that comes to my mind. And I'll ask him what he wants to know about the verse, or I'll look up the verse in a different translation and say like, God, what do you want me to know about this? And this is him sending me in the direction of what he wants to tell me. It's him giving me an answer and a response to that question. And it's so beautiful. So good, Erin. I love mm-hmm. that so much. And I think it's so important that we just are open-minded not to put God in a box that, he, box that he's going to speak to us any way he wants to. But th- these tools have really worked for us to just become aware of what's happening around you and realize that God can speak through anything. I think the most important thing for us, and I don't know, Erin, I'm assuming for you, and I know for Alyssa, because she just was talking to me about it this morning and for Autumn as well, that we can have doubt that the enemy can use doubt that God will even speak to us. We Mm -hmm. can get into our secret place or get still. And then all of a sudden the doubt's there. Um, that he's not going to speak to us. And, you know, in fact, even this morning when I came and had a little time with him before we started to record, you know, I just told him uh, straight up, I'm doubting this morning, Um, you know, but we have to just confess it or tell him the truth about the doubt and then watch what he'll bubble up. Faith will start to bubble up and we'll start to believe, okay, this, this is real. This can happen. So, um, and I just want to say this because even after all that, if, if we're going to go through an experience where we're going to have you practice listening, if you're, if you're still having a hard time connecting, there are reasons that we can become blocked. And later on in a future episode, Aaron and I are going to talk about blocks or strongholds that can keep us from being able to hear. One of the most common is unforgiveness. 
So I'm just laying that out there for you guys. I know Aaron and I have talked about unforgiveness before, mm -hmm. but if you're not being able to forgive someone because of a hurt or they've harmed you or offended you, you guys, you're only hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. You've got to let go of that unforgiveness because what we want to create is this space where we can be intimately um, connecting and having conversation with Jesus. And so we have to let the forgiveness go because that does block us from hearing. Yeah. My so, friend, can I, my friend yeah. gave me this mental picture about forgiveness and like even how bitterness starts to grow. And she was saying like bitterness or unforgiveness, which I think they're related is like a fence and it keeps you in and keeps you from getting out and being able to go and explore. And it, it's only keeping you in there and people out. It's not doing you right. any good. That's so good. And it also, I believe, puts a fence up between you and God. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's forgiven us and he's asked us to forgive others. And so if we're not, that fence does go up. That's really good. Thank you, Caroline. So, um, okay. So uh, because what Aaron and I really want, what we all want is we want to hear for ourselves. We want to hear Jesus tell us for ourselves how right. much he loves us. So that's why we want you all to be able to hear. Mm -hmm. So anyway, speaking of being loved, like Aaron said, we have Aaron and we have Autumn and Alyssa here. And I never would have dreamed that when I, when you guys were young, that one day as adults, we'd be sitting here having this recording happen where we would be recording our conversations that we're having uh, about, about God, especially discussing how we can hear from him. Mm -hmm. So one thing that blows my mind too, about all three of you is that you came from dad and I, but yet you are also uniquely different. It's just that way, you know, it's that way too, when we connect with God. So Aaron and I thought it would be fun, uh, though it could be possible that Alyssa and Autumn don't think this is as fun <laughs> as we do, to have them come on and share with us, all of us, you listeners too, how they hear from God. So Alyssa, why don't you just go first and share your experience? Okay. So what's funny is even this morning, I feel like I learned something. Um, what I was going to say first was that I do not hear a lot like mom and Aaron. I, I was going to say, I never hear poems, but this morning I was getting ready and I'm nervous. If you can't tell I'm a little nervous. And I was like, God, what do you want me to know? And he said, do your best and I'll take care of the rest. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a poem. So the first thing I learned I'm like, well, I just heard a poem that you can't like never say never. I know he spe speaks to us like specifically in our way, mm -hmm. but never say never because I got a poem. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So really, um, I'm more administrative. I'm a planner. I like a to-do list. I like to check things off. I like when you say it, how it is like direct. So I really feel like that's how God speaks to me. He kind of helps me organize. I, um, like a couple of weeks ago was telling God, I feel overwhelmed. And I feel like he said, take a deep breath and let's go through things one at a time. And so then mm -hmm. we just like listed out each thing and he gave me like truth and direction. And then honestly, at the end, I didn't feel overwhelmed at all because I had it all organized. Yeah. He gave you peace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then another way is I just feel like I don't have very like eloquent truths. Like they're very simple and kind of straightforward. So when I was first, um, actually mom was telling me about her journey on this she would say like she encouraged me to like look for God in my everyday or just randomly throughout the day ask God like where are you or what do you want me to know and when I was in North Carolina we didn't have family there um or like really help so I had I think Kinsley was like two or under and Graham was a new baby and we had a dog and I just have this moment this memory of um 
that moment as a mom where like everything is going crazy. Like the dog is barking, mm-hmm. the kid is, cr- both kids are crying. And if you don't laugh, you're going to cry because you're just <laughs> like, oh my goodness, what is happening right now? I think but- we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. So, but somewhere in there, I had the thought, ask God where he is, like mom's voice. But, and I really feel like I was sarcastic, like, okay, God, what could you possibly want me to know in this moment? Like right now in this chaos. And I feel like he like so simply said, cry out to me like these kids are crying for you and I'll comfort you. And I'm in this with you. Oh, that's beautiful. And while that's like very simple, it stuck with me because it showed me that he not only cared about me and my mom life, but I wasn't alone and that he could really use anything and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, thank you, Liz, for sharing yeah. it. What about you, Autumn? How do you hear God? You tell us your experience. Yeah, let me try and go through this. And I, I don't feel like I speak very eloquently to it. Because, don't believe that lie. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I, you know, it's like one of those things that I, I, I think you've touched on it a little bit that, and Alyssa kind of said, it can surprise you and things can change. And uh, But when I think about how I predominantly hear God, it's through music and melodies and like communal worship mm. um, and like being with people in church and in community. Um, mm. I don't, it, it can switch on and off. I think it's like less focused on maybe the actual words that we're singing. It's not like, you know, I, I'm singing this word and it means something. It's more like being in the like awe uh, and like the splendor of being in the presence of God. Wow. Um, and it's like, so and it's like the what I feel in that moment um and what like the feeling of peace that he gives me or or something like that um mm-hmm. he speaks to me really loudly at those times sometimes in like melodies or phrases so like during worship or when a pastor is speaking I have to like quickly get out my pen or my phone and like write down exactly what I hear or I'll like dip out and go to the bathroom and be like singing a song into my <laughs> on my phone because I'm like, awesome. I gotta get this melody out and it just came to me and it's like I can't forget it mm-hmm. um so I can go back to it later and so yeah I think it's like strongest in a moment of awe and splendor is like when I really feel mm. him moving in me it's like more of a, a movement I would say than, oh, cool. than like words mm-hmm. um it, it happens in my personal time as well I think it's like what he says will come in melodies either from a song that already exists or something new and so this is really hard for me to put into words but like the melodies are almost like his presence whereas the words are more of his command so um, that's profound (laughs) I know write that down melodies are like (laughs) melodies are like a pushing towards a feeling like comfort or peace or conviction and then the words that come after are more like the direction. But I'll say, um, I think, mom, you mentioned like the strongholds or the blockers, like that's 100% yeah. there. Like yeah. there are times when it's like, I'll get the melody and I, or I feel like, okay, I'm being pushed towards something. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to hear the words today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> those aren't coming because I don't want them, you know, because it's yeah. scary to hear it sometimes too. So it's like, uh-huh. yeah, I can really shut myself off. So that's like, that's the one I usually really have to work on or or else I won't open myself up to it. Mm. Yeah. But I would say like, it really just feels like a stirring. I think different expressions of worship bring out different aspects, like worshiping as a community brings me peace. Um, Personal time 
like that the one in community feels really intimate and very real but when I'm with Mm -hmm. music by myself it feels more like a direct um communication tell Uh, them about the the part about you with the song that came to your mind mm -hmm, just recently um so this one is actually a while ago but um one of the very first listening prayers I ever did I was like basically just asking God like how do you communicate to me and like what do you want me to know and what is this? This is confusing. I've <laughs> never done this before. And I so clearly heard the lyrics of Come Thy Fount, where it's like, teach me some melody sonnet, some by flaming tongues above. What and, a song to come to your mind. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it was like a really clear and direct, like, I, I want you to like sing and I want you to like sing with others and be in community and be in worship. And mm. um, I think like one of the most like, one of the weirdest but most recent memories I like moments I have of of hearing God was um when my son was born he is Mm -hmm. now like six months old so I guess this was a while ago but it feels like yesterday Mm -hmm. um so it was my third trimester I think I was only like a few weeks away from giving birth and like it was really hard that third trimester like having your first baby in the middle of a pandemic is like mm-hmm. not the experience I would have asked for. Oh yeah. my gosh, I'm going to get emotional. Because <laughs> yeah, it was an emotional time. That's right. It's okay. So I felt like, ooh, forgetting my exposure. I thought Alyssa would for sure be the one. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Um, I felt like it was just like a lot of grieving. A lot of grieving this like experience. Yeah. I thought I would have right it was scary like you know we just didn't know what would the delivery room look like or if my parents could come and visit us and how we would cope alone and just like I was sad and I was fearful mm-hmm. and so I talked to my mom and she was like you should pray about it about imagine it. that <laughs> and so I took a bath and I was like grieving and crying and just like working through it and it was like in this moment it was so strange I was sitting there and my husband started laughing and I could hear it like through the door because he's laughing at something on tv but like the moment it happened the like timing was wild because it was like right (laughs) as I was like what do you what do I need to do with this Mm -hmm. um and I, I heard God really clearly be like hey, there's joy in the darkness and my joy is coming. And that was like, oh my gosh, there it is. Like this moment isn't forever and there's joy still in these dark places. Um, And so I was like rushed out of the bathroom and like (laughs) I talked to my husband about it and it was immediately like, what do we do with this? What do we do with this? And so um, we found the name Gil, which means joy in Hebrew. Mm. And that's my son's middle name. Yeah, kind of how we got there. Oh, I love that, Autumn. Thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable. Right. (laughs) And I think one of the most. (laughs) And that's okay because grieving takes time and it'll come up, and that's okay. Let it out. (laughs) It's the healthiest thing you can do. (laughs) That's part of the healing. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the healing. And that's such a special, tender moment that you'll always have Mm -hmm. of, um, not only just hearing God's voice, but also of uh, the special name 
that, yeah. that God has given your son. And boy, he's been way to all of us, hasn't he? He's just right. so easy tempered and full of the life and joy. Baby. Yeah. 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 So good. And I think the important thing I want to even point out, as we've heard from Melissa and Autumn, is that every single one of us is created so different. I mean, even I love comparing Alyssa to Autumn as we've heard them <laughs> side by side. It's like yeah. a, a, Autumn is so moved by like all of your words were describing how you feel and <laughs> movement of music. And then Alyssa, I love that yours was like, I like it simple. And I like to have, you know, Autumn talked a lot about a feeling and Alyssa talked a lot about action. And right. I mm-hmm. just love that God speaks to us so uniquely because we are all unique beings and God is God and how he chooses to speak to us is up to him and we can't put him in our boxes because he can give you a poem if he wants to (laughs) exactly (laughs) but our goal here is to be ready to listen so when he does speak we are ready to hear and he has so many things to teach us when we lay us like Autumn, I love that you said, I love that you were so open and said, I can oftentimes get to the feeling of peace, but I shy away from hearing the truth because it's sometimes so scary to hear because mm-hmm. that is, that's the trick. That's the trigger. Like it's easy to get the peace, but he has more for us. If we'll just open the door and humble ourselves, get in that secret place um, and spend that time with him to listen um spending time in the secret place and disciplining ourselves to go to him is time well spent we are training ourselves to silence the false and tune into the truth and i think that's a Mm -hmm. beautiful thing because i love the truth that he shared with each of you it's always healing Um, so as we move on to the fourth key this is something we want to talk about that we all do in our secret place while we are practicing listening to God. Okay. And that fourth key is just to be journaling. You guys just write out the flow of thoughts that come to your mind, whether it's, you know, words or melodies or pictures or a poem or bullet points of things we're to do. Just write it out in a journal. And the reason um, I just love this is because Habakkuk 2.2 says this. Then the Lord replied, this is what he tells Habakkuk, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets. And I just love this so much because I'm sure back then when God was telling Habakkuk, he was telling him, write it down on a tablet, like maybe a clay tablet. I don't know what their tablets looked like back then, but also God knew in the future for us today that when we would read that word tablet, we would think of iPads, laptops, or our phones. You know, God is just like funny to me. He's got a sense of humor, you guys. You just got to, you know, put down all those things you think about him and just enjoy that he's funny. And he knows. I just love how he's just, um, his word is relevant to us in each generation. So anyway, God was listening, uh, was telling Habakkuk it was important to write it down. And so we started to think of some reasons why it would be important for us. One of them is so that we don't forget what he says or reason it away or wonder if it was, you know, truly from God. Like, we'll just go, oh, no, that's not him. I'm not going to write it. I'm asking you guys to just write it out, whatever it is. And then what you can do is you can confirm Um, you look to scripture, you look to how Jesus acted, like what he did, 
um, you look to you look and then you write it down. And then you, if you have a godly person in your life, you can take your journal to him. Man, I used to do that with dad when I first started. I would say, do you think this is really God? He would always say, yeah, because you wouldn't talk like that. <laughs> so, I'm like, you got to have that real honest person in your life who will help you. But another thing I want to say, just in Genesis 3.1, this is the scheme of the enemy. I talked earlier about placing doubt. But look at what he said to Eve in Genesis 3.1. He said to her, did God really say, I mean, the father of lies will try to get us to believe a lie that we can't hear him. And that mm. tactic hasn't changed from Eve's time until today. Oh. That's so crazy that the first woman yes. is hearing this and then yep. that's Yeah, the very first woman, the very first time we see a relationship in the Bible with uh, her and God, and then he goes after her. So you better believe he's going after us today. Mm-hmm. So like Aaron said, you know, remember his, his voice is accusing and all that. So if there's a you in it, like you aren't good at this, or what do you think you, you know, you think you can hear? Don't believe that. Just reject it and move on. So we just want to confirm that what we're hearing, you know, we're writing it in our journal and then a couple questions that we can ask us. Of course, we're going to have those on our show notes for you, but just ask yourself, does this bring God's glory? Does it bring him glory? Does it line up with scripture? Does it align with the fruits of the spirit? Does it encourage and build me up? Does it challenge me to become better? And then like Aaron mentioned, if it's conviction, is it done lovingly? And if you can answer yes to these questions, you guys just trust that it is from God. Okay, Aaron, um, why don't you go ahead and take it from here? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I love writing, and when we when we journal and write things down, it helps us to remember God's faithfulness on the days when I'm having a hard time remembering. And oftentimes, the things that I've written in my journal, those real pivotal moments, I'll also find ways to remind myself that might not be in the journal because sometimes we don't always have time to like go back and read our journals. So there've been like big pivotal moments in my relationships with God that I want to be reminded more often. And so there was one pivotal moment between God when I was a foster parent and God was trying to teach me to release my children to him. Um, and I got this beautiful picture of, uh, Aslan, we love Chronicle. I love Chronicles of Narnia. And Aslan being God and him saying, like, if you release your children and put your hands on me, your children will do the same. And I got this beautiful picture of my kids both putting their hands on a lion, like Aslan, and being snuggled up to him and him being their protector and their safekeeper. And I loved that image. And so this artist ran her. Her name is Rachel Eleanor. I'd love to tag her and put her in our show notes. She, I shared this with her and she did a beautiful illustration for me that I have hanging in my home to remember and remind me, release your children. Do not try to control them or their surroundings because I will be their protector. You don't need to. Mm, And I've got it hanging in my house. um, So I can remember that when I walk by it on a daily basis. Um, And God has spoken beautiful names over to me to remind me who I am. And I've had them made into necklaces to wear around my neck so that I can remember this is who he has called me to be. And there've been lyrics of songs that I had Autumn really early on. Jordan and I had a lyric that I had her do a little graphic for me. And it's hanging by my door. Every time I leave my house, I I don't always look at it, but I can see it. It catches my eye. This is what God has called our family to. And he's given 
um, me notes of sweet prophetic things that friends have spoken over or written over me and I have them placed by my jewelry. So when I put my jewelry on in the morning, I can remember or open up and remember the things that he has spoken over me or screenshotted a verse on my phone to remember and put it as my background. Those are the things he wants me to know. So there are all kinds of things. We can write things in our journal, but those big pivotal things that for a season, he wants you to remember more upfront in your face. There's a way you can display those as a reminder and that are just like the tablets that Habakkuk was writing things down on. That's so good, Erin. It's like, uh, you know, the, the a living journal. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, that, if you could say that, but I love that. And, and it reminded me that, oh, I know what I wanted to say. My journal, like in the past, like my journals, because I am a journal writer and have journaled on and off through most of my life. But I realized that my journals from the past are always full of just one-sidedness, you know, like help Mm -hmm. me be with them, be with the girls, you know, that type of thing. Um, But never really having that two-way conversation that I can, that I've experienced now. And so journals, my journal looks so much different. I mean, today it reflects that two-way conversation with my father in heaven who is my biggest cheerleader and my biggest fan. And if I didn't take the time to listen, then I wouldn't know that he was my biggest fan. Mm. So I just love that. I love how the journal is unique and different, can be unique and different for each one of us too, right? We don't need to just put that in a box right. as well. So speaking of journals, Alyssa, why don't you share your story about your idea that you had about journals? Okay, well, honestly, the backstory of the journal is kind of coming from a place of um, insecurity and struggle and kind of who God created me to be um, and how he's wired me. But um, my mom came to me and told me that her and Aaron were going to do this podcast together, which you're listening, you know, she, that's perfect. They are encouraging. They are uplifting. They're great at communicating. They're full of wisdom. They're full of joy. Like it's perfect for them. And then she told me that Autumn was going to help them, which again, even what you just heard about from Autumn, like her, that is awesome for her. She writes music. She hears me. She did the cute little jingle at the beginning of all their episodes. (laughs) She writes music. She's like so creative. She makes everything that they do look beautiful, like their website and makes everything come together. So when I heard they were doing it, I thought, wow, that's amazing for them. Like, that's really cool. But I won't lie. There was this lie but insecurity that started brewing and like saying to me like man you can't even be included in your family podcast because you have no talents to offer and I think at first I'll admit like I tried to fight that off but I know I tried to fight it off in my own strength you know like you push it down Mm -hmm. it comes back up you push it down and you know if you fight things off long enough in your own strength it's gonna explode (laughs) yeah we know that (laughs) Um, so eventually did, but so I, for whatever reason, one day had muffins. I don't know why I had them, but I had, you're an awesome baker. (laughs) I don't even know if I made them. It doesn't matter why I had them, but I thought Autumn and her husband, Sam were living with my parents at the time. And I live across the street from my parents, which I know is amazing. (laughs) I thought, Oh, I'll just take these over to them to see if they want any. And when I got over here, let yourself in this house. And I came upstairs because I heard talking. And when I came up to my mom's secret place, Autumn and Aaron and mom were having a podcast meeting and which they were very welcoming, let me in. But that was the moment that like triggered me. Um, I felt like not them. The enemy was screaming like, you don't belong here. Oh, darn it. I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) 
anyway, so I, in my uncomfortableness, I like tried to like get out as fast as I could. Um, my mom sensing most likely she's a mom. She senses that mm-hmm. something, something's, something's right. off <laughs> said like, I can't even remember exactly what she said, but like, Oh, you're in, you're such a good administrator or organizer. And you even thought to bring us muffins, like something trying to make me feel included. I know her heart and know that's where she was, but for me, that kind of even put me more over the edge. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> no, your heart was so pure in it. I know you. You're trying to make there me feel hope better. For us moms, you don't say the right thing at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so once I um, got home, I was like frustrated. And I was like, God, really? All you've made me to be is an organized muffin lady. <laughs> like, that's it. And I was like frustrated with it because I really was believing that lie. And I know what I was also doing was saying to God, like, you didn't make me good enough. Like, so once I was able to like, Alyssa, I love the honesty that you have with yourself and God. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, once I was able to be honest and admit (laughs) that and confess it, because it doesn't always happen right away. Um, I really feel like I was like, I heard God say like, what's wrong with being the organized muffin lady? Like really what is wrong with caring and being thoughtful to bring your family a treat and thinking of that? And what is wrong with being organized? Like that's actually a gift to your family. Like that's how you run. Like I have three kids under four or four and under, like being organized does help. So I think once I was able to change my perspective that being a planner and being organized isn't always a bad thing. I mean, sometimes it doesn't help me like stay in the moment. I have to fight that, mm. but like, it's not a bad thing. And once I was able to appreciate the gifts that God gave me, I was able to look at you guys and your podcast and genuinely be like, I'm really happy for you. Mm. And if they never need me, then that's okay. Cause God can use me somewhere else, but I'm actually really excited for them because that's their gifting. Mm. And Thank once you. I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you. once I was there, Um, I feel like then all of a sudden this idea for the journal came to be and simply what it is, is everything mom and Aaron teach you of how to listen, like organized in one spot. Yeah. What's the journal called? So the journal is called search me and know me. And it's really at the beginning for me, because like I told you, I like details and I like a plan and I like a to-do list. I would question like, Oh, what am I? And I wanted it to be perfect. Like, what am I supposed to ask? Which we know even ask me, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Instead of just like being in the moment, Mm -hmm. it was hard for me. Mm -hmm. So the journal is for people that are trying to figure it out. And it's five questions that you can ask every day. There's 30 days and you, they can ask you and just lead you through listening to to God and hearing his voice. Mm -hmm. And there's also like, for me, there's that brain dump section that mom talked about last month. Like yeah, if, about your distractions. Yeah, if you're distracted, there's a place to put it. There's a doodle page that if you get a picture, you can write on. Or if you need extra space for notes, there's an emotion chart. Like, or to write the notes that come in the melody. There you go. <laughs> We're including everyone here. Yeah. <laughs> there's an emotion chart in the back. If it's hard to put your emote, like a name to your emotion, there's a place to reference it. So we just try to make it a place where everything could be in one spot where it just, it's easy to try to truly listen to what God is saying. And then we purposely made it 30 days so that you can look back over a month and be like, wow, look at all God said to me. Hmm. I think that story is so beautiful. I love, love 
that this something beautiful came out of your honesty and your recognition of emotions. I think so often in family dynamics, especially with three girls mm-hmm. and growing up that lie or that temptation to allow bitterness and to allow resentment to boil up in a family is so easy. And I do think there's something about the family where the relationships here are so precious and close to God that the enemy tries to get in and destroy them most often. Yeah, he does. That's for sure. I am so proud of you, Alyssa, for I'm crying obviously. But um, I'm so proud of you for not letting bitterness or unforgiveness keep you from hearing God. And what a beautiful um, product that is coming out because you recognize the lies and leaned into your truth about yourself. And what a beautiful gift for us too, to even just hear what you think of us and what you Mm -hmm. think of the podcast. So, um, and affirming what God is telling mom and I. So you guys, if listeners, this is like a true life example of why listening to God is so important. It can, um, if we do not listen to God, it can break apart families and it can keep you and other people around you from knowing, knowing what God has to say to them. So I think because of your obedience, Alyssa, you've kept our family together and not allowed anything to come between our relationship and your relationship with God and I think so many people who purchase this journal are going to benefit from the way you think and what you've made. So I just want to say thank you for listening to God. And thanks, Erin. They're going to call us the Sob Sisters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's probably some beauty over that. Um, There is. And I do want to have our listeners practice listening to God. So we'd love to take, have a few minutes to have have our listeners practice listening to God, um, just like Alyssa did, shared with us. Um, So I'm going to lead us through a short prayer, and I want you all to participate. So grab your notes, open the notes to your phone, grab a journal. We're going to ask God to give us, help us release lies and give us specific truth. So I know you're going to want to remember this. So take a second, grab your pen, open up something on your phone. And remember, write down the things that come to your mind, and then later we can go back and double check that they're from God. So just free flow, right? So I'm going to start and I'll lead us question by question. So God, we love you. We thank you for being here. We thank you for being a consistent presence in our life. You are so good. You are the author of life and you have life to speak over us in this moment. And God, as our listeners speak and as we even listen right now, What are the fears or the doubts or insecurities that are keeping us from recognizing your voice? Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, Call for songs of loudest praise. God, is there a spirit of perfection that is keeping us from hearing because we're afraid to get something wrong? Is there an 
Is there a fear of comparison that is blocking us from you? God, is there, do we feel dirty, used, small or unloved that we can't actually be in your presence because of things we've done in the past or thoughts we've had? Whatever your lie is, I want you to imagine yourself picking it up and bringing it over to Jesus. Take note of what those lies look like. And just say, Jesus, I give these, I release these to you. And I want you to notice what does he do with them? In your journal, write down the details. Teach me on it. time for truth I want you to picture yourself walking to a place that makes you feel at peace for me this morning I was practicing this and he walked me to a beach at nighttime and I looked up and saw all the stars and Jesus and I were together and he started sharing truth with me what is your place of peace I want you to picture yourself there Remember, he speaks to us in senses. Do you sense that peace? And now I want you to look to Jesus and ask him this question. Jesus, what do you think about me? Jesus, why do you love me? With childlike faith, just write the free flow of thoughts that are coming to your mind. God, in your name, I pray that these truths will be sealed on our heart and seared into our mind. I pray that as we lay our heads down to sleep or and the thoughts of the enemy may come into our head, that these would be, these, this truth would block him out, that it would be the resounding noise like that would silence the lies that he has brought to us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Oh my gosh. I'd love to hear. Did you guys hear anything? Autumnless, mom? Yeah, I did. I don't know if you girls did. You guys go first. Why don't you girls go first? I'll go first. (laughs) Um, It was funny. It was like interesting when you were, we were praying through like kind of what are, think it was what are the lies you believe about yourself mm-hmm. that first beginning or um what stopped you from hearing I was think I in my mind it was like perfection perfectionism and like uh the fear of being wrong right and mm-hmm. um then when it was like what does God want you to know about yourself or how he views you 
I, I mean, at least that's how I interpret it in my mind. Now I can't even remember what you said. <laughs> that's I was okay. really deep into the prayer. Um, <laughs> I heard him say, I love you for your imperfections. Oh, um, beautiful. Yeah. And like, um, it's not wrong to be wrong sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Mom. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. What about you, Liz? Yeah, I heard a couple of things, but... Um, What's your fear that I won't be impactful enough, um, that I won't be able to interpret it right, or it's not even God's voice? Um, and then I kind of think it's funny when he, when you said to bring your lie to me, like just my stage of life, you know, when you find all the box of like toys that don't connect, like a yeah. bunch of mismatch, like here's a leg and here's a hat. <laughs> I feel like I brought that to God and he like made it this beautiful Mr. Potato head out of it. Oh. <laughs> that. Oh, that's beautiful. Everything in our as well to speak to us. Yeah. Um, but, and then the truth that I feel like he gave me is, or why he loves me is like, you don't give up. You're stepping out of your comfort zone and you and Derek are doing it together. And I have so much more in store for you. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. And that's so me- hopeful. I love how hopeful that is. Like he's pointing you towards the future and giving you hope. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So so true. I think for me, um, the stage I'm in, I'm I'm in right now was um, the lies I'm believing is who's listening to us? Like, <laughs> who do you think you are? Who's listening to this podcast? Is anybody going to listen to this podcast? Like you're, you know, basically your failure. I think. And so when you said go to that place where you feel Jesus and you feel safe, immediately in my mind was what we're doing right now with Mm -hmm. my three girls with me Mm -hmm. and we're together and we're unified and we're not fighting and we're not a broken up family. We're whole and healthy. And that is like the best place in the world for me to be. And Mm -hmm. so he showed me that. And then he, the lies were those big headphones that you wear sometimes on them. (laughs) (laughs) Noise cancellation. Noise cancellation. And he took them and broke them. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm listening. And that's the most important. I'm here and I'm listening and you're doing it for me. Don't believe those lies. So anyways, that's what he spoke to me. um, It's so cool how different everyone's like pictures were. Like Alyssa's were a Mr. Mr. Potato Head. These (laughs) are like headphones. Mine was like a fire, you know, like Mm. in a forest. Wow. That's cool how he does that. That's how God works. Yeah. So creative. Right. I know I felt like I prayed this earlier today and it was that beautiful picture of God and I were walking out to the beach and it was like under a cover of canopy of, and we got out and it was like stars and the sky was filled and he was saying, look up, look up. I have such beauty. Look at the beauty all around you. Like it's so easy to be distracted by the noise, but I think he was calling me in this season of life and this stage I'm in. Um, this transition I'm in to look up and take note of the beauty. And then you, he said, as you take note of the beauty, it's like the Mm -hmm. stars are falling on you and you are becoming beautiful inside and out. And so that just, it spoke to me. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I've got that picture seared in my mind right now, but thank you, Autumn and Alyssa for sharing. And I, we, mentioned it at the beginning of the episode we're going to be doing a really special giveaway we want to give away to two for two of our listeners and followers this special journal called 
search me and know me. And they're going to be for sale on our website here. They make an awesome Christmas present. So you can, you can purchase one at the simplyaspodcast.com. But we're also going to have a giveaway. Um, so you can enter the giveaway on our social media. Um, and there's four ways you can enter. So you can enter four times or just once or twice. You can leave us a review on our podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And the reviews are so important for our podcast. You can share this episode on social media, whether it be Facebook or Instagram. We're going to have a post today um, about the giveaway. So if you share it with your friends, that would be awesome. You can comment on the post we're going to put up on our social media. We'd love to hear, actually, the things that God has shown you over the last five episodes. And that'll be one entry. Or you can tag a friend that you're going to share the journal with. We're going to have uh, send you two journals if you win this. One for you and one for you to give away. So we are so excited for this giveaway. There'll be mo more information on our show notes page and on my mom and I's social media page, which is linked on our website. So our episode six airs. January the 4th, and we'll be sharing on that episode about our true and false identities. Um, so as always, our show notes are on our, for this episode, are on our website. And we just wanted to end this episode with some cheery Christmas music and wish you and your families a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Thanks for having us. All yeah, right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Kids and girls in Boyland will have a jubilee. They're gonna build a toyland town all around the Christmas tree. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to So be good for goodness sake. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming. You mean the big fat man with the long white beard? He's coming to town.